Would you crack open a board game called Gooey Gut Trail? That could make family gatherings a bit interesting, couldn't it? But many of us are a bit under-informed when it comes to the workings of our digestive systems. Gut health is about lots more than just what you eat. And this new board game shows us some of the latest science on getting good bacteria into you in a fun way. Nandini Pasamathi is a user experience researcher at RMIT and she created the Gooey Gut Trail game. Nandini, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Now, one of the big things people learn from playing the game is that having fun can be good for your gut health. How does that work? Um, we all know that, uh, you know, it, firstly, board games bring people together and uh, when people get together, they about to have a lot of fun and when you're interacting with uh, tools uh, and the game components it's bound to bring up a whole range of conversations and uh, having fun and having a good laugh is great for your health really okay so that can filter down to your gut as well just having fun and having a laugh oh yes absolutely yeah your your microbiome is always listening on you <laughs> great you know, you know it's just spy. picking on all of your emotions so yeah absolutely that's really interesting i loved the little the little meeples the little <laughs> tokens that you created oh. and i think made in your house to use in this game they're that's very true. cute thank you i laughed at them uh, nandini what else does the game teach us about the good and bad things that we can do for our gut um, so, firstly, it uh, tries to bring around all of the different factors that influence our gut health. Now, we all know that diet is the major factor that influences our gut health, but uh, we're not that aware of the other factors such as physical activity, you know, stepping outdoors, interacting with soil and plants, um, breathing fresh forest air, and uh, exchanging microbes with each other when we step out to public spaces, when we you know, are out there just in the wilderness going on a country road trip, maybe, you know. And uh, and so the board game tries to bring all of these factors uh, through the real world scenarios, you know, through which we experience it. Yes, we may go out and do a workout every now and then. We may go out and do all of these activities, but we don't know what it's doing for our gut health. And uh, bringing all of these and uh, distilling them into fun interactions through the game, uh, it helps, you know, to bring a certain perspective of, uh, you know, their everyday activities through a different lens. I like how it's sneaky too, because you're saying that bringing people together is good for your gut health. And I'm just going to bring you together over this <laughs> game where you have to be on opposite sides. What is going on there? Do, is there something about, do, are we breathing microbes on each other? How close do we have to get? <laughs> um, I'm not sure of, uh, you know, if I can tell you how close we must get, but I we do know that, uh, you know, when we are sitting next to each other or when we are spending time when we go visit a friend's place, we are in constant interaction with each other through this layer of microscopic, you know, uh, beings that are there around us. Wow. And for the most part, they're mostly beneficial beings that are always trying to help us and, uh, you know, bring order in the body. It's just a very small quotient of them that, probably would uh, create a you know issue for you and there are few i would call them uh, you know the ones sitting on the bench <laughs> they are the double agents they can either fall the good way or the bad way depending on how good you know uh, your everyday lifestyle is and if you're not taking care of your gut health then it's quite possible that this 
third you know group of the ones they might just fall into the pathogenic and they might just increase uh, you know uh, bring about a dis- uh, an imbalance in your gut yeah interesting so good bugs bad bugs and sitting on the fence bugs i'm glad i don't have to kiss anyone when i'm playing this board <laughs> game we can just kind of be there together i was speaking with nandini pasamathi who's a user experience researcher at rmit university in melbourne and she created this uh, board game called the gooey gut trail where you have fun and laugh and share your microbes in a healthy way but you also learn things about good gut health. And one of your co-researchers, Nandini, is Jessica Danaher. She's a dietitian and a senior lecturer in nutrition at RMIT. Jessica, welcome. Thanks, Hilary. Now, uh, you're a clinical dietitian and a nutrition scientist, and we heard from Nandini that diet is an important thing when it comes to gut health. How big a role does it play compared to other factors? Oh, a huge role. There are other factors that will play a substantial role as well, but diet is something that is in our control. Most people are eating, say, three meals a day. So we've got all of these opportunities to make sure that we're replenishing our good bacteria in our our gut, uh, feeding the good bacteria or, or growing new bacteria. We were discussing in the office before how you meant to get 30 different kinds of vegetables a week because we've heard this figure is, you know, leads to better health. What's going on there? Look, as long as people are trying to get some diversity in their diet, you can aim for 30 if you want to. I think that that's a little bit ambitious. Uh, But aiming for at least five serves of vegetables a day and two serves of fruit, but also even legumes and, and whole grain foods, all of these types of foods will provide us with what we call prebiotics, which feed the, the good bacteria in our gut. So it's a way of, of feeding these good bacteria, but also getting diversity will just help you get more nutrients. That's good for good health anyway. And that's not just going to make your tummy a bit more comfortable, is it? it there's the gut-brain axis, which affects our moods. Tell me about that. How does yeah. that work? So, look, we've always known that there's been a connection between the brain and the gut. So, for years that we've understood that the brain would tell the gut things like, you know, are you hungry? How do you, should you digest food and metabolise food? And even when you're stressed, people, you know, might run to the toilet and get what we call nervous poos. But it works the other way as well, and that's something that more in science we're becoming we're getting to understand over the particularly the last decade that an imbalance in your gut bacteria can also feed signals up to your brain. So uh, there has been links established now to things like uh, mood states, anxiety, depression, and even some more research coming out on whether that will impact uh, migraines and influence that sort of uh, neurological problems as well. So having better gut health can make you happier and having poor gut health can make you sadder. Yeah, absolutely. Misery guts is actually true. That, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wow. Um, so are medical practitioners in Australia Jessica, beginning to recognise this interaction more and and help people who've got problems in their guts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, One way that that can be done is by looking at how uh, diet can play a role. So speaking with people like accredited practising dietitians about how to improve diet to therefore uh, have that impact on on mood states in particular. It's becoming something that that is more commonly used. Something that is also being trialled in medical treatments isn't so mainstream right now is actual faecal microbiome transplant, so otherwise known as a poo transplant. Uh, And the idea there is that you can colonise a a bad gut bacteria or a bad gut health using uh, the donor poo 
of a healthy, healthy person. So that has been shown in research to actually have beneficial uh, effects on it, on things like depression and anxiety, as well as other gut health problems. You've got to be careful with it, though, don't you? You've got to make sure that there's uh, nothing going on in the other person's poo that could be detrimental because it can swing both ways. Exactly. So, uh, you know, not not any poo is taken for, for this. I think you have to meet a certain range of, of, of criteria to actually be a, a, be a donor. Uh, I believe there's a, there's a place in Sydney where you can actually go and donate your poo, and I think you get paid for it as well. So oh, maybe <laughs> any listeners uh, that, you know, are up for a, a side hustle, maybe, maybe it might be for you. Wow, that's the end times, isn't it? <laughs> Getting paid to deliver your poo to a little place in Sydney. We're speaking with Jessica Danaher, who's a dietitian and senior lecturer in nutrition at RMIT University, and Nandini Pasimathi, who's a user experience researcher at RMIT University, uh, about gut health, because it's Gut Health Month, but also this board game, Gooey Gut Trail. Um, Jessica, one of the other things that's good for your gut health is exercise. What role does that play? Well, exercise can help uh, increase the transit time in which your your stool is in your gut. And then that increase can help or as decrease? well. I, I, in, increase. Also, oh, it you, takes longer to come out. Um, no, in, you, um, oh, sorry, decrease. Decrease okay. the transit time. So um, that time by which it passes will, will get um, become smaller as opposed to it sort of sitting in your gut. Uh, that That's caused by helping with the blood flow to that area. But exercise can also alleviate stress as well. And we know that stress is associated with, with poor gut health. Um, so that's another way in which it can, can help. Yes, indeed. And it makes you feel happy too, which has got to help, you know, that gut-brain axis. Nandini, what does the board game say about exercise? Uh, for adults as well as for children? Um, So the board game introduces uh, you to the different activities that you can do. Um, So in terms of physical activity, you you can only go for a jog. Uh, You can do qigong, flow flow activities uh, that allows you to reduce your stress. Um, Swimming. uh, I mean, there are a whole bunch. Pilates, yoga, there are a whole bunch of activities that you can do. And uh, it allows people, the board game allows people to view their physical activity through the lens of the microbiome and what they're doing for their gut health. I think that's the most important part because I had uh, participants who mentioned that we all know we do some of these activities, but now to know that it actually is good for my gut health, now it would make me want to go out and do these more often and would make me want to go out, step outdoors and, you know, be more active. Yeah, I'm feeling quite protective about my microbiome now. I want to help it in any way I can, particularly if it's going to affect my mood. What about the the playing in dirt thing? Because kids do that as a matter of course anyway. How useful is that for gut health? Oh, very. (laughs) I would say, um, so... Approximate figures, I would say a tablespoon of, uh, you know, soil contains about uh, 50 billion microorganisms, of which about you have 30,000 different species. So um, imagine what that could really do for your gut health, because you are getting the friends outside to speak to your friendly biome inside. And there's this exchange that is happening every time we go out to do a gardening activity or you have uh, kids who roll around in sand and mud and they come and they hug you. And so there's this layer of interaction that is always happening and uh, I think it's just a matter of us tuning in and being a little more empathetic to what we can do because they're already doing their job and we just need to help it 
you know so I think it's a kind gesture that we can do for them well yeah I'm feeling quite relieved that the dirt exchange that I do with my kids every day is actually beneficial to me and to them hopefully yeah as long as you're washing your hands right before you eat (laughs) yeah well does that mean that we need to be encouraging adults to get their hands dirty yes absolutely are we out of that habit now very much we live in very sterile environments we're constantly cleaning our indoors and uh, yeah Mm -hmm. people sure we are yep yep, we definitely do that (laughs) Um, Jessica tell us a little bit more about the the microbiome what does it actually mean that term well, the microbiome compose, comprises of, of trillions of bacteria and microorganisms. We know that there are over a thousand uh, bacteria, and like well, that that number's not even set in stone. We're finding out there's more that have different roles all the time. When it comes to particular types of, of gut bacteria, you know, some that might cause health problems for one person might vary uh, to to another. So there's still a lot to to understand when it comes to the gut microbiome and what bacteria in particular uh, might be of of concern. We've had a question pop in from Paddo in Sydney on the text message line. Jessica, I think this one's for you. Can you comment on a recent RN program guest's advice to start a meal with a glass of water into which a tablespoon of vinegar is inserted and then start eating with the green veg first? Does the vinegar create undue acid in the gut? Uh, What long-term effects might there be? Sorry, that's Esther from Paddo in Sydney. Uh, I, like I'm not too sure about about that advice in particular. When it comes to anything that's really um, meant to change the pH of, of your body, look, it's a bit of a myth. Uh, your your body is well tuned to regulate its own pH, so the the stomach is an acidic environment anyway. Uh, the the blood is a bit more alkaline, the, and, and you, you can't really change that. The the pH in which all those different aspects of your body sits are in well tuned, well regulated environments. So I wouldn't be using a, a food hack to try to manipulate the pH of, of the body, uh, eating a well-balanced diet with fruits, vegetables, whole grains, uh, you know, that will help itself uh, regulate its own pH. Yeah, yeah, and dentists say it's really bad for your teeth too, lemon juice or vinegar in water first thing in the morning as well. Uh, Nandini Pasamathi, as a designer, how did you go incorporating, you know, some quite complex science about gut health into a fun bo- board game? <laughs> uh, Quite a lengthy process, but I'll try to simplify it for you. Um, so we've, first, there was a mapping of all of these factors that was done, um, literally mapped out all of the factors and then went into individual factors, uh, age, diet, uh, genetics, lifestyle. And then uh, we wanted to bring it down to everyday experiences because that's the way that we could connect to the people that are playing the board game. Uh, just highlighting them as factors weren't going to help. So, And then we distilled that further down. We looked at academic literature, scientific literature, and uh, distilled it down to an everyday experience. And uh, then we brought it into the board game and then be working out what sort of mechanics might work. Should we make it competitive? Should we make it collaborative? And you know, one thing led to another and yeah, it, it was an iterative design process. So we went back and forth on many of our decisions and it was a six to eight month yeah. uh, development. But the end result was that it won. It was a finalist in the Victorian Premier's Design Awards. Oh, so congratulations. Right. Thank you. And I understand too that uh, it's been quite effective. It's It's been shown to be effective at teaching people about gut health, which is the, the point of the whole thing. Uh, Jessica Danaher, just quickly and finally, as a dietitian working in hospitals, I imagine this is you know something you have to talk to people about uh, pretty frequently, their poo. Is that getting less confronting for people because it used to be quite kind of seen as as quite a an impolite thing to do 
Definitely in a hospital setting, it's very normalised. But in the community, I guess talking about tummy issues and gut health issues is becoming more more normalised. Uh, there is Gut Health Month, uh, as you alluded to earlier. That is an initiative run by Nutrition Connections. Uh, and at the moment, they've even got on their website these fantastic recipes and resources for good mood food, uh, how to check in with your poo, and um, what to do if you are having tummy trouble. So that is a, a, a great place to go get information. And there there's even, even a, um, a little town in Victoria in South Gippsland who has recently jumped on this bandwagon. Poo Wong has recently changed their name to Poo Right just for the month, just for Gut Health Month. Fascinating. I myself am celebrating by doing my biannual <laughs> bowel test kit. It's a barrel of laughs, but I know it's doing me good, so that's the main thing. Look, Jessica Danaher and Nandini Passamathi, thanks so much for coming in and telling us about this, about some gut health issues, but also about the gooey gut trail board game. Great. Thanks for having us, Hilary. Great. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. You're listening to... Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.